0: I just got one question for everybody. Would we have played yesterday if LSU was the number seven seed? And I'd bet you all the money you want to bet on that deal. Put another log
1: on the fire. Nobody
2: here is getting tired. Welcome to the fire pit with Matt Janella.
3: Before we get back to Devin Browse, head coach of Purdue, and the very sad set of circumstances and decisions that led to the canceling of an NCAA Division I Women's Golf Regional in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, we start with some appreciation for John Ashworth, co-creator of Link Soul, a brand that inspires the Fire Pit Collective to chase down meaningful stories.
2: Golf is such a, you know, such a positive you know come together spirit with people you know what i mean it's so positive and uh, it's amazing you know that's that's the whole key is the fact that the atmosphere around golf it's the truth you know just playing golf you can't you not know, you can't hide from anything it's you get you're there you're just naked vulnerable you know, every, everyone yeah. everyone's in charge of their own game everyone needs to respect the course and respect each other in this, you know, in this setting. So, I mean, I think it's, it's very, uh, I mean, it's very important to, to humanity. I always go back to that. It's, it's like this thing you can always go back to. Um, and I'm just glad. I mean, I feel like there's the golf world and everything, the other world, they go parallel. And that's why even through COVID, I mean, it's such a positive thing through COVID because it allows people to get outside, you can easily keep your distance, and um, it's positive.
3: Also positive? Go to linksold.com and use promo code FIREPIT25 for 25% off your next purchase. So I can assume you've seen it by now, the video of a guy walking down some stairs, puts his hand on his chest, and like a fire-breathing dragon, torches the hopes and dreams of an innocent gathering of female athletes. The Dragon is the NCAA, in this case, in the form of Brad Hurlbutt, an athletic director of Farley Dickinson, who, from what I'm told, volunteers for this particular NCAA committee, which was running a five-day regional tournament at the University Club, home to the LSU Tigers. A few relevant facts. The tournament consists of 18 teams. Five girls per team, plus there were some competing as individuals. COVID testing started Saturday, May 8th. Practice round on Sunday, May 9th. Then, three days, Monday through Wednesday, 54 holes of stroke play to determine who advances. In tracking down the story of how and why the Women's Golf Regional in Baton Rouge was canceled and six teams and three individuals will be going on to play for a national championship Without ever hitting a shot, I started with a call to Andrew Hobner. He's a sports director at KEZI 9 News, which covers both Oregon, the four seed in this tournament, and Oregon State, who was the seventh seed.
4: The problem with this, more broadly, is that this is the third NCAA women's tournament in four months where there's been some degree of controversy in some way shape, or form. You had uh, the, the weight room issue with the women's basketball tournament. Um, There was a dust up at the NCAA women's volleyball tournament where they weren't going to air the first round or first two rounds of the tournament and weren't going to send broadcast teams out to Omaha to air it at all until there was so much outcry that the NCAA and the ESPN decided to pivot and said, okay, we're actually going to stream these on ESPN three. And then you end up with this. Um, And it just, it just tracks this long line now, that we've seen this year where it just doesn't seem like these women's tournaments are enough of a priority that they're willing to work hard enough for them. And, and it's displaying, you know, a pretty decent amount of inequity in the system.
3: My second call was to Devin Brouse, who coached the university of North Carolina men's golf team for 24 years, which included recruiting and coaching Davis love III, And he has been the head of golf operations at Purdue for 22 years, coaching both men and women for 15 years and only the women for the last six
0: years. There's only one golf coach in the United States that's in both the Men's Coaches Hall of Fame and the Women's Coaches Hall of Fame. Only one.
3: I asked Coach Brous, coming in at an 11 seed, how he felt about his chances going into last week.
0: Felt very good. Felt very good. My team, one of my best players, most talented players, for the first time this spring semester, she's excited about playing. And she is motivated and she wants to go play at Nationals because when we played last at Arkansas, she was one shot out of the league going to the final round. And she kind of she gagged it, but she understands that she was right there and, and she wanted to get another crack at it. She
3: is Inez Wanamarta, a senior who was born in Indonesia.
5: Like the quality of the, of the management of the whole tournament right before it started had already seemed a little bit off. Uh, personally speaking, because I had played um, in the regionals uh, my freshman year and my sophomore year and my na- uh, my sophomore year we had made it to nationals. Um, so, you know, this is not the first regional tournament that I've been in, you know, I've seen it uh, done a couple different ways, but of course, like considering with COVID and everything, they've done things a little bit different, you know, you they have all these tents, you have COVID testing. Um, but even that in itself from the beginning already seemed a little bit confusing. A lot of people didn't know where they needed to go. Um, you know, sometimes you were required to wear your tag, sometimes nobody asked you about it. Um, so it, it just seemed like some people didn't really know what they were doing. Um, and it, it just seemed like a little bit of a confusing situation in general.
3: I also spoke to Garrett Chadwell, husband to Stacey Lewis of the LPGA. Chadwell is the head coach of the University of Houston who came in as an eight seed
1: you know we hosted an event this year right after we had no electricity no running water for a week and we found a way to get it done we're, we're playing we're playing because we've committed to these teams for a year to come in and ho- and play an event because your days of competition matter you can't just if we cancel our event then where are they going to find another tournament to play last minute you can't
3: and I spoke to Charlie Ewing, who, after being an assistant men's coach at Mississippi State for three years, became the women's coach in December. They were the 12 seed. Going
6: back to the later part of last week, uh, Thursday, Friday, the days that we're preparing to leave for the golf tournament, uh, we're together as a team. You start putting together an itinerary, you look at the forecast. Um, and of course, anybody that, that plays golf um, or familiar with golf, you know that a forecast is obviously a very big part of you know, planning for a trip. Uh, especially when you're playing in the Southeast
0: in
3: the springtime. Coach Browse starts this story.
0: Sunday was the practice round. We had a coaches meeting in the afternoon. Brad gets all the coaches up there, and he says, okay, we've got a bad weather forecast here the next three days. I just want to alert everybody that, you know, if we lose a day, it's a 36-hole tournament. If we lose two days, obviously it's an 18-hole tournament. If we lose three days, then we've got to use the original seeds advanced teams so there was a little discussion about that but nobody in their right mind thought we were going to have that kind of rainfall but Monday morning sure enough we had an inch and a half just Monday morning. Juan Amarta with more.
5: So Monday our first day we had actually gone down for breakfast at 7 30. Our coach likes to get us a little bit early. Um, out there. So we had, we had had breakfast at seven 30 and right about the time when we were supposed to leave um, for the golf course, which was closer to eight o'clock. We were informed that we we had a delay. Um, And at first it was just, Oh, it's an hour delay. Uh, You know, we'll be pushing back the time. Um, But then about 15 minutes later, our coaches told us just stay in your rooms. Uh, We'll come up with an update as soon as possible.
3: Here's coach Ewing
6: absolutely, totally understand there's lightning in the area. There's a lot of rain. There's probably some, some pooling on the greens and stuff So I don't think there's anybody that has a problem with not taking off on time on Monday morning. Um, but where everything really started to get uncomfortable is, is that the day was canceled at noon. Um, and I looked at, um, you know, official sunset was 746. So, the golf was canceled seven hours and 46 minutes before the sunset. So, I would imagine you're looking at seven and a half to eight hours um, before you would have to come off the golf course for darkness.
3: Nicole Schroeder is a fifth year senior at Oregon State who came back this year to make up for the year she lost due to COVID.
7: I can't tell you where this came from, but somebody saw and heard from the maintenance staff on Monday that they were out there working and pumping the course in the pumping waters from the bunkers on Monday afternoon. And then two o'clock hit and their shift ended and they went home and they just left the golf course Monday afternoon. Um, And so that was one that hurt me as well. That's just like, are they really doing everything in their power? Are they really doing all of the extra to make it possible for us to play? And when I heard
3: that, I said, no. So now it's Monday afternoon.
0: Sun popped out. In my opinion, we could have easily played nine holes Monday, maybe more. We had we had six six to seven hours that were was playable. And you know, they, they had this, they were pushing this agenda the whole week that it's not a championship golf course if it's saturated.
5: The Purdue team actually had, had, we had some discussion and the coaches decided to take us to a local golf course nearby. I think it was about 15 minutes away. Um, and we had actually managed to uh, go hit some balls, hit some chips, roll some pots. I mean, obviously we understood that it was really wet, um, but you know, it was doable. Uh, we could do it in a local golf course. There was actually the local golf course was open to play. They had players playing on that local golf course.
6: So we end up going to top golf um, as a way to you know kind of try to entertain the team but as well as getting uh, competitive reps uh, you know're not competitive sorry uh, uh, to get golf reps in you know make some golf swings um, have a good afternoon enjoy yourself a lot of the teams in the golf tournament were there um, so we find ourselves at top golf at about 2:30 in the afternoon and it's 85 in sunshine
5: I don't know what you would consider a championship level golf course like what is the the whole point of the game is you play it as it lies and everyone plays the same golf course you know so that's how i see it i've been playing it for 15 years competitively for 10 years at this point and you know maybe it's not ideal but i would prefer that than not playing at all
0: i just you know the coaches were upset about that they were trying to get the uh the guy who was the tournament director drew somebody from lsu to communicate sit the coaches down, talk to them, nothing. They were like, this committee thought that their, their deal was supposed to be top secret. They would, not, they would not talk to us. And so, you know, I'm listening to a lot of other coaches. I'm, I'm pretty laid back and I'm not really, I'm not really, uh, because I've been through it so many times, you know, you're, you're not gonna fix these kind of issues with a, with a committee that's running a golf tournament.
7: Um, I have a good friend of mine from junior golf, who's actually on the rules committee. Um, and I was talking with him and it was very odd just because he's usually someone that's just chit chatty and will give me all of the, um, all the information and he didn't say anything. And he was just sticking with the same thing. Of course it's not playable, or then they changed to be it's playable, but not to a championship level, which there's another whole thing of, what does that mean? That's, that's the phrase that we've never heard before. Is this a new definition? Is this a new phrase? Like, I don't know. So it's just, it was just really strange and something that I've never, ever experienced anything like this in my 10 plus years of competitive golf alone, five years of division one power five college golf. Like it was just, it was just very weird, very weird experience all around.
0: I actually felt like if the tournament was shortened to 36 holes, or I actually thought it brought the field closer together. I thought it put some pressure on those top seeds. And I just saw the odds of my team advancing, increasing it at all these junctures, so to speak. And so I was pretty laid back, but finally I got tired of hearing of all the coaches complain and bitch and moaning. And I said, well, I'm going to go talk to Brad. I actually sent Brad an email, uh, that morning. And I said, Brad, can I write a letter of petition for the NCAA to petition for an extra day so we can play on Thursday? No answer, no answer, no answer. I sent Drew a couple text messages and emails, no answer, no answer, no answer. And so I went upstairs and here they are all circled around. There's nobody around. I wanted to talk to Drew because And I I wanted to find out from Brad why he didn't answer my email. But anyway, I want to talk to Drew because Drew had kind of, I have a a lady assistant, Kristen, who's a good assistant. But Drew kind of blew her off a couple of times when she was asking for some yardage books. And I just didn't really understand why he was doing that and why he wasn't uh, communicating with the coaches.
3: Drew is Drew Altavilla, LSU's event manager.
0: I said, Drew, can you just, Step out here on the on the porch for a second and, and let me let me ask you a couple questions. He says, No, Coach Browse, if you got something to say, you say it in front of the whole committee committee. Well, you know, like I say, I'm usually a pretty laid-back guy, but if somebody starts getting in my face and challenges me, I can go the other way. And so I said, Well, sure. And so I just kind of walked right over into the middle of the group, and there are eight of them surrounding me. There are no other coaches around. I mean, it's it's kind of me against the world. And so I'm just saying, you know, what is going on? Why are you delaying this thing till 10 o'clock tomorrow? The course is saturated. The superintendent should be out there mowing greens this afternoon. This is Monday afternoon. Getting it ready in case, you know, we get some more rain overnight or tomorrow morning. He can't mow. Let's go. We've got to start piecing this this championship together as best we can and so tina the head rules official lady steps up and she says well coach Browse, the bunkers i mean she's right in my face she says the bunkers are hazardous for the for the players to enter the way they are right now i said what do you mean they're hazardous <laughs> she said well it's dangerous in those bunkers you know some of them are full of water and there's like they might slip and fall or something. I said, Tina, I said, that is absolute BS. I said, just circle a bunker, take it out of play if that's the issue. I said, we should be playing 8 o'clock tomorrow.
3: Tina Thatcher is a volunteer on the committee, and Coach Brouse wasn't done with Drew.
0: And I said, Drew, you have done a lousy job of communicating to these coaches, and, and I'd like for you to do a better job. And, and you know what? It's up to you if you want to disrespect these coaches and ignore their messages and not sit down with them and explain to them what's going on. That's up to you. But I just think that's wrong.
6: You know, to be honest with you, we didn't acknowledge it as a team uh, because we were very hopeful and optimistic to play golf and we wanted to be ready for that. But uh, it's no secret that the pessimism started to creep in that if we weren't playing um, on Monday, um, if, if the effort was not, you know, put out there to play golf Monday afternoon, how could we expect that the effort was going to be able to play on Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday afternoon when the forecast looks similar?
0: We've hosted four regionals at Purdue. We've hosted two NCAA championships at Purdue that I've been involved with personally. We hosted, a, when I was at Chapel Hill, we hosted a men's championship at Pioneers number two. So I've been involved in, in the, the kinds of things, and if your facility and the host school is not all in, I mean, it can really come off half-baked. And that's, that's where LSU comes off, in my opinion.
3: LSU's head coach is Garrett Runyon, who did not return my request for an interview. Neither did anybody at the university club.
5: I'm from Indonesia originally. I had three other girls playing from three different schools. And this was their first ever regional and they were asking me like oh is this what regionals is like and i'm like no this is not what regionals is like and it, it should never be like this you know and so how do you explain to someone whatever happened there you know it's really hard to explain
0: i hate to play the gender card but that is just what's going on here women's golf hasn't gotten there yet we've made a lot of progress in the last few years but they're still not there i told Beth Ann from golf week, uh, I said, you know, we got a long way to go. So. um,
3: In your mind, if this is men, it's totally different story.
0: I think so. And I've been to a lot of both. And for example, Monday afternoon, they should be grooming the course. They should be, we should be playing nine holes, but they close the practice ground. The whole day, the whole afternoon practice grounds closed. You know who's at the back of the range heading into the same range that, that we we used? The LSU men's team.
5: And the next morning, the exact same thing happens where we come down for breakfast at 7.30, eight o'clock rolls around and they're like, yeah, we're going to have to delay it for another hour. And so at this point, we're just sitting there thinking, okay, well, it's the, it's, it's gonna be the same thing. You know, We're just gonna have to wait until we hear an update. And so it's the same thing. It's just, we're waiting in our rooms. We're not hearing anything. And the coaches, like, one hour after another hour, they're like, we're still waiting to hear back from the committee. They're still not telling us
0: anything. You don't burn daylight when you're trying to piece together a championship. You just, you can't afford to do it. You can't delay the day before and then state the the purpose that the superintendent needs an extra two hours to get the course prepared so it's a championship course. Well, guess what, Matt? That golf course was saturated. It was not going to be in what they considered a championship golf course, not on Tuesday, not on Wednesday, not on Thursday, not on Friday. That baby was saturated. So now we're into a situation, if I'm the committee chairman, we've got a piece together championship and 36 holes is not the same as 54, but there is no question in my mind that we could have played 36 holes.
7: We then are told we have a 10 a.m. tee time, a shotgun on Tuesday. And we were thinking, why can't we start at 7? Because there's supposed to be a storm that comes in at 10. And at 7 a.m., no storm. We could play at least 9, 12 holes before the storm comes at 10. Um, but they, the maintenance staff needed four hours in the
6: morning to get the course ready. Uh, so we get to Tuesday, a little bit more of the same. We get a message at 11.50. Golf is canceled for the day. Um, so at that point, you know, you start – the pessimism starts getting a little bit stronger than the optimism at that point. Cause you only have one more day left. And that day, you know, it's filled with a rainy forecast and, you know, based on two days of rain, you know, there, I don't think there's any way that we could expect that um, any decision would go differently on Wednesday.
0: You know what happened on Tuesday afternoon, sun popped out. Same thing as Monday, Monday afternoon, we could have easily played nine holes, maybe more, maybe we could have played 18 holes. Doesn't get dark till eight o'clock. So they, they, they shut it down for the day <clears throat> at noon. And that's just when the sun's coming out. So <clears throat> we could not have played Tuesday morning because there, there are thunderstorms and there's lightning in the area. <clears throat> and so I've got no problem with that. But my experience says that, and we've done it a lot of times in the Midwest, trust me. If, if the greens are puttable, there are, in other words, no casual water in the greens, and you don't have lightning in the area, you can play golf. Once
1: it got to Tuesday, our backs were against the wall and we're running out, we have 24 hours left. I made the point that you have a whole department full of maintenance staff that get football fields ready, that get soccer fields ready, that get baseballs ready, that get all these other complexes ready that you have to have equipment. You are the host. You have to exhaust every effort to get this thing in. And there wasn't, I took a picture on Wednesday of a maintenance guy, trimming trees at the pool house. What effort is that being made to, to get golf in on a golf course? It's already playable.
0: Here we go again, Tuesday evening, the start for Wednesday is delayed till 10 o'clock and I'm thinking why, you know, and, and the other coaches are firing these messages on the group, group text message. And nobody's answering, nobody's communicating, nothing. So we get out there Wednesday morning. It's also apparent to me because I've been in a golf business for 40 years that nobody is hustling around trying to get this golf course ready to play Wednesday morning. Nobody.
5: Coming into a regional, you would hope to be able to play some golf. You know, I don't think nobody expected what happened to happen. Um, But so the third day rolls around, and again, they say that we start at 10 o'clock, and it it kind of didn't make sense to us, at least to me, because I always check the weather the day before, you know, to see the hourly weather and see what it's going to be like. And there wasn't going to be any rain early in the morning, so I didn't understand why we had to tee off at 10, um, because 10 10 a.m. was the shotgun. And so that was kind of interesting to me in the first place.
0: So nobody can find the committee Wednesday morning. They're missing in action. So I've asked a couple of rules officials that are out in the lunchroom that aren't on the committee, you know, do you know where Drew is? Do you know where where Brad is? Uh, do you know where Tina is? No, don't have any idea where they are. Nobody knows. Well, I'm a pretty resourceful guy. So I start looking around and I find out where the offices are in that building. And there's a pros pro office that's kind of tucked behind the pro shop. And so I walk up to the door and sure enough, I can hear them talking in there. The committee, they're talking. And so I open the door about this far, okay? Just enough to stick my head in so they know who's, who's knocking. And Drew tries to push the door shut. He tries to push me out of there. And I just kind of stomp my foot down and block the door so it couldn't be pushed. I said, no, no, no. I said, don't be pushing me out of here. And Brad was sitting at the desk in the middle of the room and he says, Devin, please give us 10 more minutes. And I said, Brad, you need to be communicating with these coaches. You know, what in the hell is going on? And Devin, please, you don't understand. There are things going on behind the scene that you don't even know about. He's telling me this. And I said, well, Brad, enlighten me. You know, did did somebody die this morning? Did the superintendent have to be carted off because of COVID? Tell me, what's going on? Devin, give us, please, please, just give us 10 more minutes. We'll come out and address the group. Okay, what am I gonna do at this point? You know, uh, I've already kind of made a fool of myself, but at any rate.
6: You know, Wednesday was definitely a very tense day, a tense morning. the The rain actually didn't come through like it was expected to do. It was actually a, a fairly clear morning. There were a couple of delays on Wednesday, um, and the, uh, we heard that the delays were for maintenance to continue to prep the golf course for a playable condition.
5: The coaches started getting rowdy. The players started getting rowdy. You know, you could feel that. You could feel the tension. Just it was just growing and growing. I mean, we had a couple of coaches start yelling at each other, and that was. That was kind of, um, I've never seen that
0: before. Girls go to the range, they warm up. Uh, Jay Goble with Baylor, who's top seeds, uh, text, sends a text message to the whole group, including the committee at 9.30. He says, hey, I I just went out to the golf course, it's not ready yet, are we gonna have a delay? Three minutes later, Matt, Drew sends a group text message the the start has been delayed till 11 o'clock from 10. Okay, now it hasn't rained a drop all morning. Had rain overnight, but nothing in the morning. We could have gone out and, and spliced around a saturated golf course, in my opinion.
3: After spotty communication all week, an immediate response to the Baylor coach, who's the three seed. Now, back to Coach Chadwell of
1: Houston. They rubbed our nose in it on Wednesday. We show up at eight o'clock, ready to go, warming up. Doesn't rain a drop. I think it had rained overnight, but doesn't rain a drop from when we got on the golf course to when they called it at 1130 to the point where they kept pushing it because they were hoping weather was going to come to give them an out, their backs were against the wall severely. And that's what they had to make. They made, they made a bad decision. They compounded everything with that decision. They had us there warming up to the point, to the point. We were supposed to play at 10 o'clock. So we get there at eight and we're warming up. Coaches are asking, hey, it's 9.30 and we need to start loading up carts." no communication. Hey, we're gonna push to 11 and to get the golf course ready. And we're like, what the, f-? you've had all day. You had sunshine from 11 a.m. yesterday and you had rain overnight. Like, what is there to get ready?
5: As I was, I was sitting in the van, uh, I walk over to the to the clubhouse and I meet my coach there. And by chance, he passes by me and he goes. And as I've heard that they're delaying it another hour, so after getting to the golf course less than an hour before the time that we're supposed to tee off, they tell us that we're having another delay.
0: Here we are, delay. Girls, all come back to the parking lot, hanging out in the vans, whatever. Eleven o'clock start. Uh, we get another message because they're supposed to be on the carts at 10:30. We get another message about 10:30. 30. Uh, the start has been delayed till 12 o'clock.
5: And then after the first hour delay, they closed the range saying that the maintenance was going to work on it. And basically what they were doing is picking up balls.
0: In my mind, I know what's going on. They're waiting for the cell that was supposed to come through at 10 o'clock to wash this baby out. There's also another cell that possibly could come through at twelve o'clock. They're waiting for that one to come through. Well, guess what? Neither one of them came. It did not rain a drop.
5: Right around the last point, they had they had told us that they were going to delay it over again to noon. Um, And at that point, we're like, okay. So everybody, every team out to the range. They had reopened it, and um, and at eleven. I believe we were supposed to be in the parts by 1130 at like 1120 or so our coaches messaged us and said for us to come to the back of the clubhouse which is I don't know if you've seen but you you probably have seen the video of like the group of all these um, student athletes in the back and that's kind of what happened so everybody kind of grouped around and they said that at 1130 they were going to make a make an announcement.
0: It's getting pretty obvious that they're going to call this thing because they aren't communicating they aren't They aren't uh, telling us anything. And I'm just wondering, well, maybe they got the NCAA on the phone and the NCAA is going to let us play on Thursday. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But no, I was wrong. Brad sends a text message. Coaches, meet me at the back stairs behind the clubhouse.
3: Back to Nicole Schroeder of Oregon State.
7: There's chatter. There's going to be a coaches meeting at the back of the clubhouse. And then all of, basically all the girls were like, screw that. Like coaches meeting, I'm going to stand there too. Like I'm going to listen. If they're, they're going to cancel it, like they're going to cancel it to our face. And so that's when it became a whole group meeting. There were parents standing in the background, officials, coaches and players, obviously. And then what transpired with the video. And actually right before the recording of the video, somebody had walked out the door
5: took a look of the amount of people behind the clubhouse and went straight back in. And we waited there for like another 10 minutes or so before before the recording of the video of like those five, I think it was five committee members who came down. And-
3: Even though
8: the course is playable, it's not playable at a championship level. <laughs> <laughs> therefore,
1: therefore, the top six teams that are seated will advance along with the top three individuals.
8: decision
5: that we Again, You just course. said it was playable. It playable, it's playable. playable. It's playable. It's playable. It's
8: playable. It's playable. It's 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 playable. It's the play. Playable. Play.
2: Play. Play. Yeah.
8: Are you serious? Playable.
2: Playable. Playable. yourself.
0: You and here came Brad down the stairs. I thought it was Caesar talking to the masses because <laughs> he's got you know, two or three committee people Kind of behind him and he stops halfway down and he starts telling us how what a gut wrenching decision it's been and so forth and so on but but the tournament's over the top six teams are going to advance top three individuals
6: my mind was blank uh i'm feeling emotions but my mind is blank uh and i can tell that our that our student athletes are feeling the same way um, a lot of people are um angry sad confused um but we gather as a team and and we talk, and uh, you know, at that moment, you you realize that you know this is the last time you're together as a team, and and our season ended. the The storybook ends of this particular team, um, of this this group of people, ends with that announcement. Uh, and some very sickening way for careers to end, and for seasons to end, and for um, you know teams with a lot of momentum to be cut off um, for people that are that are looking forward to. That last opportunity to compete as a Mississippi State Bulldog golfer, um, whether that's in the regional championship or in the national championship, um, you deserve to have that last uh, that last opportunity to compete as a team. And for the second year in a row, that's taken from them.
5: And I just straight up broke down and cried, and I was like, "This could have been this could be my last tournament," and I and I can never do anything about it. You know, you never, you, 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 I just, we just felt robbed. I think that was the biggest thing.
0: And oh, by the way, Brad, we've been here for five days. You didn't thank one person. You didn't thank one volunteer. You didn't thank anybody for their hard work and effort in this thing. You just told these girls to go the hell away and you walked back up the stairs and disappeared. And I mean, there was crying, Matt, there was screaming. There was one girl laid on the ground and cried. And that was Renate Grinstead from Miami, and she's an All American. She has a chance to win the NCAA if she can go on. But she got kicked to the curb.
3: Meanwhile, Nicole Schroeder is still coping with the nightmare. Are you out of tears?
7: No, I think think I'm going through different waves of emotions. I think it started, I was mad, I was angry. And then it was sad and I was crying and it was just, oh my gosh. And Now I think I'm just like smiling, laughing about it because it's like, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, did that actually happen? Am I living a bad dream? Like this can't be real life, but it is. And so then I go back to sad. <laughs> so it's all the emotions.
3: Stacey Lewis, Garrett Chadwell's wife, took to Twitter that afternoon. She wrote, there's a lot I could say on this, but NCAA, you failed these kids. Be creative, be willing to adapt, and most importantly, let their play decide who plays for a national championship. Proud of Houston women's golf, and they will be back. Now, more from Chadwell.
2: What
1: to think, we never hit a shot. And the worst thing you could say, the golf course was playable, but not to a championship level. The worst thing you could say, man. The worst thing you could say. Because we it's what we had been telling you.
3: Another thought from Andrew Hobner, the Oregon-based sports director.
1: And to have
4: it ripped away like that was was really something. You know, Ellie Slama is here at Oregon State. She's probably one of the best golfers in in our region. She was she went to national championships in 2019. Uh, she qualified um, for the amateur at Augusta uh, in 2019 for the the inaugural women's amateur at Augusta. And this was her moment. You know, She's a junior, she lost out on a chance to go back to the NCAAs because of COVID last year. And she was poised to be another one of those uh, athletes that could have made a run this weekend.
8: The way they did it was very poor. I mean, him walking away the second that he finished telling us with all of us asking legitimate questions There were coaches trying to go in there and ask for more details. And there was a security guard sitting there and we weren't allowed to go in. So, I mean, it was very, very poorly done. Yeah.
3: The fact that you need a security guard outside the door of a women's golf Golf. regional, like that tells you all you need to know. This is like, this is crazy.
8: (laughs) It was crazy. I mean, my parents were there. They flew all the way out from Oregon. My brother was there. He took a week off of work, came all the way out. And all they did was stand and wait and wait and wait. And then I would text them delay. I would text them cancel. And we all just had absolutely no idea why. I think that was the hardest part is like, obviously if we went out there and we saw the course was unplayable, it would be much less frustrating because they were doing everything they could. But in this case, we could have played it every afternoon starting at probably 2 p.m., maybe three at the latest. Which, I mean, there were 18 teams, so we could have finished at least nine, probably 18 holes before 8 p.m. when it gets dark. The committee is hiding.
5: They were inside that room, you know, you can walk into that clubhouse because to get to the lockers, you would have to go into the clubhouse. The committee's room is like right next to it. And it was just a row of coaches just standing there waiting for the committee to say something. And I remember my team was standing in the parking lot and our assistant coach walked out. And we were all staring, staring at her, you know, like, do you have answers? And our, my, my assistant just shrugs her shoulders. She goes, I don't have any answers for you because they're not saying anything.
6: We stand there as a team uh, at the U club, you know, about to depart and, and head back home for the last time as a team. And, and, and nobody can even say anything. Um, I, I didn't really have anything to say to the team. Uh, the only thing I could tell them was, you know, how much I love them and I care for them and, and how, how they deserve so much better. And, and there's, that's really you're kind of where it stops. And, and um, I, w- I won't, um, I won't say a name, but, but I did have a student athlete come up to me and just say, um, you know, it's sad, but I'm kind of getting used to this. Um, you know, if now for the second year in a row that, that this is how the season comes to an end, especially playing well enough to to earn more.
1: You yeah, have two vans back to Houston and Cheers.
3: everybody crying.
1: Like, hey, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and my assistant, who doesn't cry, who's, I mean, dad's a baseball coach, she's tough as nails. Not this, not fair. This bullshit. This is not. And she and she and, and she's played, she played four states, she's played a national championship, played in regionals, but this is not fair to these kids. And you just sit there like you cry. You got all this window window time, kids are asleep, you know. We so we'd been up there since, I mean, we left the hotel at 730. We get in the car and roll at noon. My kids had no appetite because they're to their stomach. We drive an hour and a half before anybody's ready to eat. It's
6: been a really difficult week um, trying to support. Uh, obviously, it's not difficult to support them, but it's difficult to find the best ways to support these student athletes.
1: There needs to be some sort of coach's input because this is, I mean, Brad gets to go home and he still gets a job. Like, you know, you got coaches getting fired this year for performance based in a crazy year. Um, so, you know, what if, what if some, what if somebody had like, Hey, it's national championship or you're out at a, at a, you know, a place that maybe historically should be there. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, it's our livelihood. It's what we do, but we got to these kids in the eye and fix these psyches that don't trust the system. Don't, you know, have had, I'm going to get to coach God willing. I'm going to get to coach another regional. Um, I get to go with Karen next week to the NCAAs.
3: Karen Fredgaard of Denmark is a sophomore at Houston. She was American Athletic Conference Player of the Year and was in the odd position of advancing as an individual while her team was being told they were done.
9: Um, Well, during the week, it was really difficult because I wanted to play as much as them and I wanted to to play with my team and we we had practiced and worked really hard to get there as a team and it could be the the first time ever Um, so it was really difficult knowing that none of the others get to play but I can go and play so I felt a little bit like I felt bad for all the girls and obviously it's great for me that I get to go and play but I would so much rather have been there and like going there with my team
3: I asked her if she'd be carrying five bags next week in Arizona
9: and I know that the team is going to be with me and like in another way than than usually but um and it's going to be weird seeing all the other teams there with a full with all of their teams and and players there's as, as a team but uh, I I know that, that that my team is going to support me However way they can and and my my coaches are coming with me so so that makes makes it a little bit
8: more fun to be there.
3: Ellie Slama on Fredguard's complicated situation.
8: I hope she wins the, the national championship. I hope she you know says in her speech something about the NCAA and just you know how disappointed she is in them. But I, I really am rooting for the top six teams that made it because I think that they do feel really guilty. And I know I would feel really guilty if I advanced in that way. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's still very frustrating. And I just also wonder if this would have happened if LSU was the seventh seed. So that's another, yeah, there's a lot of what ifs. (laughs)
3: Before we get to some more reflections on who's to blame, be sure and listen to part two of this debacle as Sam Bozoian, or Barstool Riggs, shares the story of how and why he and his team at Barstool are now hosting a consolation tournament this week at Whirlwind Golf Club in Arizona, plus a lot more reaction from coaches and players. And in part three, I speak to Jay Billis the basketball analyst and lawyer who has dedicated the better part of a decade to exposing the dysfunction and bullshittery of the NCAA. I should say I had a lot of no response from several coaches and administrators involved in this bizarre fiasco. A spokesperson from the NCAA did call me back and referred me to the response they made on the Golf Channel in which Julie Manning, the chair of the NCAA Women's Golf Committee, who was in Ohio, but apparently was getting involved in the decision-making in Baton Rouge. But I will also tell you, none of the players or coaches I did speak to were very impressed with her responses to the questions. So whose fault was it? We end with a series of final thoughts from the coaches and players who helped tell this story. First, and I really appreciate, Coach Browse and his candor.
0: The problem is we've got and I hate to say this about Brad because he he's been around enough golf tournaments. He should know what he's doing, but he got influenced by the LSU crowd. I believe, you know, you got a superintendent on that committee. You got the the director of the championship is an LSU guy and there are rules, a couple of rules officials on that committee that are LSU people. So I, I, I don't know the facts behind the scenes that he's talking about, you know, who, who, Who's calling up the, the Baylor, the president of the United States is calling up say, Hey, you can't play down there unless you have a championship venue. I, I don't know, but they kept throwing that, that rationale out at everybody is we have to have a championship venue. And they decided Tuesday night that we didn't have a championship venue and they were not going to play on Wednesday. That's my opinion. They decided they weren't going to play and they were going to count on those two thunderstorms showers that were predicted for for Wednesday morning to get them off the hook that's my opinion
3: Inez Wanamarta who plays for coach Browse at Purdue
5: whose fault is it I think it's a little bit of everything I wouldn't say it's it's like a women's sport kind of thing um I would just say, in general, I think it was a series of poor decisions that led to more poor decisions. If that makes sense, it's almost—it's almost like a fallacy. It almost kind of felt like you built a snowball and just kept going down.
1: Gary Chadwell, administrators have no business calling shots. This dude that called that 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 said that, as of Tuesday night, hadn't stepped foot on the golf course, had not walked the golf course. This same dude. There was nobody there from the NCAA, Indianapolis, represented. They were calling. What do we do? What do we do? That I know, but we don't know anything because nothing was communicated to us. Like, you got to, A, number one, communication has to change. Like, we never had a coaches meeting. From Sunday afternoon on, we never had a coaches meeting where you tell us everything that you're exhausting.
3: Nicole Schroeder of Oregon State.
7: So this is my fourth regional that I've been to. I feel like I've, I've seen it. I know I've played it. Um, and I've played in very prestigious ones. I was at Texas tech, my freshman year, sophomore year, um, at university Ridge in Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. And then junior year we're at, um, Clay in Washington, where UW host hosted and, um, all very prestigious, well-run tournaments where the host school was communicating with the rules officials and the committee and there was no question in my mind that everything was going to be done to make that tournament the best that it could possibly be whereas this week I was like did they do a single thing to make this tournament run well I don't think so
3: Charlie Ewing of Mississippi state. I don't question the integrity
6: of, uh, of the of of Louisiana state university. And I genuinely hope that if, if the seating was different, I hope that wouldn't have an impact.
3: Do you think this happens if this is men's golf versus women's golf?
6: Don't know. Um, Again, that's something where deep down, I really, really, really hope that would never be the case. Um, And I I think I just need to leave it at that. I really, really hope that that would never be something that influences anybody's decision.
3: And finally, Ellie Slama also of Oregon state.
8: I wrote a very strongly worded letter. I've mailed it. I've emailed it. The NCAA is going to get quite a few letters from me. So, I mean, it's, and I give them every single detail from the whole tournament. I give them my personal opinion. I give them my coach's opinion. And at the end, I tell them everything that I think that they should change because if it doesn't happen because of this, it's never going to happen. Like, this is, this is the time.
3: I asked Slama if she cared to share some of the letter.
8: Here, I'll read the last paragraph right here. So I said, golf has taught me so many life lessons, and one of them is courage. That is why I'm writing this letter. I know that what the NCAA Games Committee did was wrong. I do not want anyone to feel this way. I would like to ask the NCAA to change the rule that a regional championship cannot be extended past Wednesday." If we would have continued the tournament and played 36 holes Thursday, we would not be in this situation. I would also like to see proper training of the games committee so that they know what to do in circumstances where there's inclement weather. I understand that weather is out of everyone's control, but this committee did not know how to proceed and that should not happen, especially at this level of golf. And on behalf of every player in this field that did not make it to a national championship due to this committee's horrible decision, we would like a formal apology. This situation should never happen again, and I will make sure of this. I'll continue to be in contact with the NCA in every possible way until I hear back, because I will not let this story fade out and go away without some change being made.
3: We appreciate the support from Par Points, an app that's the portal to a new way of scoring. Brandon Ebert, one of the co-creators, explains.
2: The concept of the game is every hole is its own game, and your job is to make sure you score par on every hole. So it says, pick a spot on every hole where you think you can score par from and play from that distance. So as a scratch golfer, I might play it from the back tees. As an average golfer, I might play it from 150. It doesn't matter. You can choose anywhere you want on the, on the hole from the, you know, the teeing area to the green. And if you want to put your ball on the, on the green and putt in and that's all you want to do, that's okay.
3: Par points is a great way to get kids or newcomers into the game. And it should also be considered as an alternate way to play on your next buddy trip. Download the Parpoints app now and then go make Par.